Welcome to Massive Damage Adventures, a one-shot actual play role-playing game podcast. My name is Merrick Moyer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Storyteller, Lore Master, and All-Around Host. Every month, I run a one-shot using a different system, pulling in a different cast of players. All intellectual properties, including game material, setting material, music, and whatever else, is used without permission. None of it is ours. We're just using it to enhance our gameplay. But, an extra special thank you to Hayden Lister for letting us use his song Rediscovery as our intro. Check out more of his music at ReverbNation.com slash Hayden Lister. H-A-Y-D-E-N-L-I-S-T-E-R. Also, please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyHammerK and on Instagram at SkyHammerPress. If you want to run your own games and need a few ideas... Check out our Roll D4 adventure prompts on social media. And if you pledge a dollar a month at patreon.com slash skyhammerpress, you get four full adventure seeds on every Roll D4 adventure. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. If you need a virtual tabletop in this time of social distancing, go to roll20.net to sign up for a free account and get playing. With a marketplace for tokens, maps, and adventures, there's always something to add to your game. Plus, if you pay for a subscription, you'll unlock premium features like dynamic lighting, more storage space, customizable character sheets, and special animated effects. Thank you very much, Roll20. Scum and Villainy is a Forged in the Dark RPG based on such properties as Star Wars, Firefly, and Killjoys. Just like its parent game, Blades in the Dark, Scum and Villainy cuts directly to the action. The system is straightforward. You build a dice pool of d6s and take the highest result to determine success and complications. There's a matrix of nine potential situations. It crosses your position, controlled, risky, or desperate, and effect level, limited, standard, or great. Also, you can have no effect for those situations where it really doesn't make sense that your character would be able to pull that off. For example, if it's you with a blaster against four baddies. You might be in a desperate position, but with a standard effect. You're outnumbered, but you can still be effective. Whereas, if your opposition can't see you, your position might be controlled. You have more control over the situation. Change out your weapon for a butter knife, and you might be in a controlled position, but with a limited or no effect. You can buy additional dice through a few different methods. Assistance, which means one of your friends spends one of their stress and you get an additional die. You can push yourself, which is you spend two stress for an additional die, or you can increase your effect level. Or you can take a devil's bargain from the game master. The Game Master suggests a negative narrative effect, a complication that comes into play regardless of how well you roll, and you get an an additional die without having to spend any stress. Now, when you get your pool together and you roll all of your dice, like I said, you take the highest result. Usually a 6 means success with no consequences. A 5 usually means you get it, but there's some sort of uh, drawback, and 4 is pretty similar. Um, and then as you get lower, you get to, you know, 
failures and failures with severe consequences. When setting up the game, players choose their playbook, which is effectively like a class, but it has almost all of the character definition and creation rules on it. It's like having a small notebook that helps you advance and run your character all on the character sheet. Additionally, everybody plans together what type of game they want to play, and that defines their ship. So, the three options given in Scum and Villainy are the Fire Drake, which is a ship, you know, supporting outlaws and rebels that act against the fascism of the Galactic Hegemonic Alliance, or the other two options, which were Star Dancer, Smugglers, and Cerberus, Bounty Hunters. Our characters today chose the Fire Drake. Other than the action system, the Scum and Villainy game gives you rules for downtime activities and shaking off heat, which is the measure of how much disruption you engaged in during the game. It's a very heist movie. As you accrue heat, the consequences follow you into further adventures unless you deal with it. Now, Scum and Villainy lets you play adventure fantasies with a framework of action, effectiveness, and interesting setbacks. What it doesn't support as well as other games is spontaneous roleplay. The assumption is that you plan, roll, describe the outcome, and then repeat. And they even cut down the plan as much as possible because they give you systems for flashbacks so that you get to the situation and if the game master says, oh, there's a, um, a locked door in front of you or a console that needs to be hacked through, somebody will say, oh, let me flash back to when I gathered that information. Honestly, in this system, too much roleplay leading up to a roll feels a little out of place. It's an odd and different way to play RPGs, which is so good at what it's trying to do, but doesn't always leave much space for anything else. Particularly if you're new to the game system and you're still trying to learn all of the rules, you will fall back on the reflexes that you have in other games, which is talking out a situation as opposed to making the role and drawing the situation out of that result. The book itself, really cool. Wonderful black and white art, tables of information, dense setting building, and a clear game to play. As with Blades in the Dark, it is a game that will scratch a very particular itch very, very well. For this game, we also used the Roll20 module that gives you a number of art assets for characters and opposition and scenes. It also gives you a map of the different systems that are used in the setting, and it gives you a, uh, a number of trackers, most particularly the clocks and the heat trackers, which were so useful to just make the game very visual, very easy to follow for the players. It would be an excellent use for any campaign, whether it's online or off, if you had the um, technology at the table to run Roll20.
So, getting into the game. Our crew today included Jen Blackmoyer playing Naimon Apple, a.k.a. Karma, a muscle, Andre DeRosa playing Jet Tan, a.k.a. Smoke, a pilot, Patrick McGeehan playing John Q. Shadow, a.k.a. Bright Eyes, a scoundrel, Amanda Hicks playing Deanna Brell, a.k.a. Duo, a mystic, and Corey Hicks playing Dr. Quentin Farr, a.k.a. Game, a stitch. Your crew was framed and caught for crimes that, for once, you have not committed. They've sent you all to the nastiest prison in the sector, Isotropa Max Secure. Whether you knew each other already or made friends in the scant few days here, you forged an alliance and a plan. One of you has a ship held in impound called the Fire Drake until the Starsmiths come to pick it up. The hegemony techs have secured it, but you have hidden security overrides and ignition codes if you can get on board. It's just the chance you need to get out before the hegemony factions figure out which crimes you actually committed. Tonight is the night you spring your plan into action. It's simple. Get free, get your stuff, get your ship, get out of dodge. Mayhem, profit, and rebellion are optional. Can you recruit any other prisoners? Will you get out quietly, or are you going to make the hege hegemonic news network? And how will you get the ship out of out impound? We're going to play to find out. Oh, I love the prison break. break. <laughs> prison break game. All right, here we go. You're in the mess on a normal day, eating food, stretching your legs, getting into fights while the guards watch. But you know that today is the day. There's a blare of alarms followed by silence. Darkness falls, and it'll be a few minutes before anything but emergency lights turn on. In the commotion, a few cell doors spring open. Your gear is in a safe, past a grate, down the hall. The guards are confused, trying to find their way without lights. The drones that back them up are the real problem. How do you get past them both and deal with the door leading to your stuff? So now we're going to start with our engagement roll. So, for the engagement roll, you start with one die for sheer luck. This is this, what's going to happen. Now, you as characters can tell us... Oh, actually, you know what? Before we get to the engagement roll, we should introduce all of the characters. So, um... Let's go with the order on the roll 20. Uh, left to right, so starting with Jen. Alright, well, I am uh, hmm. <laughs> Accents are hard. So I won't do one. Hey! <laughs> I 
I was trying to go for like a farm accent and I just couldn't. Just say y'all a lot. No, just channel Applejack. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it sounds it's like a southern, like, I don't know, prostitute holder of the house. What's the word? Those are two very different things. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Naamon Apple. And uh, I am here to kick ass and take money. So I was right about the Applejack thing. Yeah, I was trying to do Applejack. Well, held on a gosh darn minute, y'all. <laughs> Are you all out of money? So that's how you finish and, that. Yep. And what does and Naimon? Naimon? Naimon. What does Naimon look like? Uh, Naimon has uh, like chin length bob and one long hair as if she were a padawan but she's not it's just a thing from her planet and her hair is um green because it's space and <laughs> she uh, is known for having lots of muscles and very tight pants checks out I actually have art of Naimon Apple that I could share with everybody. What? Yep. Is it just the it's Applejack the the horse, isn't it? No, no. There's I saved I saved a whole bunch of art from uh, the RPG uh, from the book, and I didn't share all of them. But this one's great. It is coming in the WhatsApp so that I don't kick myself out of Discord. I love so much that your hair is green because space. Oh uh. my goodness. <laughs> oh, and I have a lot of tattoos. Forgot about that. Let's just pretend that that uh, barbell is not there. What is she doing? I don't know what you're talking about. She's lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, woof. You're a big lady. All right. Uh, let's hear from Andre. Who are you? <clears throat> Jet Tan. Uh, also known as Smoke. That was my that was my name on the racetrack. Uh, never lost a race. Always bet on myself. And I always win. <laughs> he has no face. <laughs> and what oh. do you uh what do you look like? Yeah, what's your look? I look like a pretty average man, but in a sweet bomber jacket. <laughs> if if you picture me, please picture me in a bomber jacket, not in some boring so it's just, orange jumpsuit. It's just like a like a floating amorphous human with a really tightly uh highlighted jacket. Like that's all you notice when you walk in the room. Well yeah, it's like like very average looking man. Like so plain that it's like, yeah, he's he's there, he exists. But damn, that's a nice jacket. <laughs> so you take the jacket off, you're a ghost. Pretty much, yeah. Oh man, oh, my alias should have been Ghost. Damn it. Change it. You could be Ghost. You don't need to be Smoke. I'm Smoke because that's all people see when we're racing is the smoke coming out of the back of my 
whatever the vehicles are in this universe. <laughs> there you Out go. Car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're smoke, but maybe you'll earn another alias in another system, and you'll be known as Ghost in like the other maybe. one. Yeah. By the end of the session, when he's dead. Yeah. My alias. What's your alias, Jen? Karma. Oh. Karma will get you. I love it. Uh, Okay, then that is on to Patrick. John Q. Shadow here. Uh, Bald of head. Only got one eye. And the other one's cybernetic. Uh, That's why my alias is Bright Eyes. (laughs) Real Bright Eye? No, because the eye patch has like a glowy thing on it. So it looks like I have two red eyes. Wait, so you have one eye patch and one cybernetic eye? Yeah. What I said was that I only have one eye and then the other one cybernetic. What I meant was I have one cybernetic eye and no other eye. (laughs) No, you Whoa. said you have an eye patch and one cybernetic eye. I followed. I totally was there, and I Thank laughed you, super hard. Because uh, it's like, oh, you couldn't afford the second? Was that what it was? The it was <laughs> too damaged. The orbital cavity. So they had to. It's basically like a like a fake eye, but in an eye patch form. They had to strap it to my head. <laughs> Didn't go well. Uh, pretty stereotypical, super greasy. Uh, underbelly folk, uh, big long coat, and uh, a permanent scowl. Most of his head <laughs> is covered in burns. Nice. Okay. So, and then Amanda. Um, I am Deanna. Um, and also known as Duo. Nice. And um. Picture like Betty from Archie mixed with Jubilee from 90s X Men. So you're useless. <laughs> wow. You just won't accomplish anything ever? <laughs> Jubilee is amazing. Fireworks. Jubilee is trash. Well, I have. Jubilee is the worst um, mutant ever. Very aggressive. And that's like some serious things you're saying. But, um,. No, like, a kid who's, like, trying to figure out how powers work and, like, pretty innocent, so might, uh, you know, buy a bridge in Brooklyn kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. Because it's a scam, Jen. Someone would say, I got a bridge I can Um, sell you. Yeah. They can't sell it. They can't sell the bridge. They just take their money no. and they're like, I don't own the bridge. I fell for that, apparently. Yeah, Jen, I feel like you might fall for it then. <laughs> All right. And uh, any particular like things that she looks like? Um, notable features? Um, not really. Like feature wise, like she's got kind of the, like goggle glasses on the top of her head. Um, and yeah, like short hair, like really just really young looking. Like looks like maybe like 14, 15. Are you a werewolf, Amanda? Am I a werewolf? You legally have to tell us if you're a werewolf. 
Not true. Not true. You hear the dogs in the background? A little bit. Yeah. You yeah. started talking and it just went. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Kobe. All right. And last but not least, Mr. Hicks. Hi, guys. My name is Dr. Quentin Farr, and <laughs> I am a stitch. I am a colonist with an academic background. Uh, but uh, my my vice is stupid. Like a uh, video games, I just get myself into a stupor with the video games, dudes, and then I lose it. But you know, I'm most comfortable in like loose silks. I am what would be identified as a man, and guys like to call me Gabe because you know, the gaming. I am a hardcore gamer, bro. So, um, yeah, that's who I am, Dr. Quentin Farr, but please, just call me Game, because I'm just a regular guy. I'm so excited to hear that voice. I can't okay. wait to, I'm going to talk to you non-stop. <laughs> also, I love that Dr. Quentin Farr, the high intellectual doctor video gamer, still calls people dude and bro. <laughs> Bong Ripper 420, bro. <laughs> oh my god. This is the least professional doctor ever. Like I said, he didn't fake his way through two years of space medical school to be called Mr. No, I did that so that you could call me game. That doesn't make any sense. Cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna call you Sawbones. Okay. Uh, give me one second. Kobe, hi Kobe. That's a big hi Kobe. Kobe. Okay. All right. So now that we've sort of met the characters, we're cutting straight to the action, and we are doing the engagement role to find out what situation you five are in. Right now, you're getting one die for sheer luck. So tell us what each of you are doing to either get a die for a major advantage, has to be a big thing, or a major disadvantage, which will subtract a die from the pool. What is your character doing as the lights go out and the plan is in action? Oh, damn it. We were prepared for the lights to go out. It was going on today. I will automatically tackle two guards at once. I'll be like waiting by my bars to tackle guards. Uh, do we, can we, are we all just going to say them or talk Jens out first? Uh, no, we're all going to say them. So basically, I'm going to say that. Um, uh, Namon is is tackling guards, and the guards are uh, very very um, professional, but they are unprepared and a little bit understaffed. So I will say that uh, that is going to be an advantage that you are directly engaging them right now. Uh, I am going to cause a fight amongst prisoners, like sort of a. Uh, hit one guy and say it was that guy and then, you know, they they cause a fight to cause a ruckus, a distraction. 
Okay. All right. Start um, a little. Start a little riot. Starting a prison riot. Uh, let's throw that in as an advantage. Let's throw a little bit more chaos. Everything's in the dark, so people having trouble. It's going to be good. Yep. Now remember, if you want to play on something that is uh, potentially a negative and adding a disadvantage, you can earn XP. So if you have something on your character sheet, like your heritage or your background or your vice, that may be like you're caught a little bit off guard because you're a little deep in a gambling game. That could be a disadvantage, but earn you an XP. See, here's the thing. Merrick likes to tempt with this game more than any other game that I've ever seen him run. He's like, he lays them down. He's like, you don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. But man, wouldn't it be great if you did take it? It would be so amazing for you. It would completely screw over everyone else. But let's think about you for a second. So, like, I was totally thinking about um, something, but we're in prison. So my indulgence is sort of restricted from me. Um, so I guess you'd be playing a tabletop game. Got a little D&D with the prison boys. Running a D&D game for prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, like, do I attack the dragon? Or... The lights go out. Okay, everybody roll for initiative. Um, you also okay. don't have to act for your vice. Obviously, obviously. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, like, I'm totally saying you're staring at the... At the What's it called? The thingy that opens and cl- the bars. I'm staring at the door and like the whole time I'm just waiting for it to happen. I'm waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden I fall asleep. Wait a second. <laughs> this feels like a shot at me. <laughs> Patrick had a character in uh, our Supernatural game that seemed to fall asleep every session. And no, it was not like this character. during the crucial moments, and he did sound a shocking amount like Dr. Quentin Farr. <laughs> just, just Who, knew that Garrett, Who knew that Garrett was going to be here? Garrett can make his way to prison. See, Gary sounds different. He has more of a lisp, whereas I can say words properly. I just have a funny voice. You literally just lisped on like, every single word so there. Wetly. Yeah, no, that's because he was showing the lisp, and then he transitioned out of the lisp. Ah, uh, okay. I don't believe you, and Corey is taking a shot at me, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> is anybody else sort of setting up any uh, situations as uh, Naaman tackles the guards and... Uh, Shadow is instigating a prison riot. Yes. So I was sitting. Uh, so Deanna is sitting in her cell and reading her book. And I'm reading and I'm reading. Um, but my prison like cellmate is really, really annoying. And I've you know, had to hear her voice. And she doesn't stop talking even though I'm reading. So as soon as the lights went out, she just chucks her book at the girl to try to knock her out while the lights are out. Damn. All right. Um, 
So we'll say that that is a complication because you're in a situation that is not necessarily uh, getting you out of prison. That might be distracting. So we're going to take that as a disadvantage. Right now we're at two dice in the pool. Right, and uh, Jet is 100% going to be in a gambling game when this all goes down. But, you know, with his racing reflexes, spatial awareness... He's, he's aware of you know, the pass that the guards are taking in their drones and where everybody's going. So when the lights go out, he still has all that in his mind and can kind of visualize a path to dodge through everybody and get to that door. Okay, okay. Just slightly distracted from the gamble. Slightly distracted. Okay, let's, let's sort of net it out. That is where your character is, but it's not going to give a major... Or negative. We're going to go with two dice for this engagement roll. And so we're going to do a musical change. And we're going to do a visual change. So... Isotropa Max Secure is on the capital planet Nightfall in the Breck system. Sweet as hell. So we're not in, like, a prison in space? No, it is on a planet. We are not in Guardians of the Galaxy like I was picturing. That's what I had in my head, too. I mean, it's kind of close. Um, okay. And then, so, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll 2d6, and we're going to see what happens with this engagement roll. I'm also going to point out that this is a system where only players roll. So, this is going to be, like, my only roll of the game. Oh. We got a four and a five, which means a mixed result. You're in a risky position when the action starts. So um, it is all as you described it. Naaman uh, jumps some guards and uh, Shadow is punching some people and uh, uh, Deanna is uh, fighting with her cellmate and you know that this is going down. Um, Dr. Quentin Farr wakes up and is a little bit like, oh, a little bit out of it. And um, your first sort of obstacle, I would say, is um, is dealing with the guards and so on. So, you know, we can talk through this. How do you get to your gear, which is the first thing? You've got guards in the way, you've got drones in the way, and you're uh, not certain exactly how to access it. So what we're going to do is we're going to start a six-tick uh, clock. And the goal of this clock is get to your gear. Did you explain clocks to people? I didn't, and they're so important in this system. Let's talk yeah, about them like, right I now. I feel like clocks got glossed over. I know what they do, but... 
So hang on while I just grab the token for a six clock. But guys, I it's pretty. We didn't come up with a crew name. I was thinking that as well. But we might not be Are a crew, we a crew already. Someone in prison. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that is your choice. Um, you can choose to all be a crew that was captured together, or that uh, one of you has a ship, and the rest of you have skills that are going to get you out of prison. Although maybe even if that was it, we made a crew name before we did our escaping. The Freebirds. No. No, it's called Operation Freebird. Who's the so, bird? Oh, the plane. All right. So now, while you're all thinking about that, let's talk about clocks. Clocks measure progress. Uh, this one is a six-part clock. So when you do rolls, you are going to tick forward the clock. As soon as you have six uh, segments filled on the clock, you succeed. So this clock is get our gear. And so if Naaman wants to take the first action and say, I'm going to pummel these guards to the ground using scrap, I will say, okay, there's two guards. And so uh, maybe that's going to be a limited effect. And you're in a risky position because that's what we rolled for the engagement. So Jen will roll, and if she succeeds, she'll only get one. That's limited. Two is standard. Three is great effect. So if she doesn't like push herself to get more effect and doesn't roll a critical, she ticks one segment on the clock and deals with the guards. This is very much a system of there's a problem in front of us. How do we solve it? Are there any consequences? There's like no tracking of hit points. There's no initiative. It's just let's talk through it and see what happens. So who wants to go first? Jen, do you want to fight the guards? Uh, does somebody want to work on some gates? Does somebody want to make the the um, the prisoners into a big distraction? I'm our doing that one. Yeah. Our obstacles are guards locks, and drones so far. Uh, game is totally in on trying to work on the uh, locks and trying to open the gates and the doors. Alright, so let's have that be our first situation. How do you um, attempt to unlock the stuff? Um... I try to sneak up to the um, next door that I see and try to like crack open the uh, the panel, the keypad, and try to like hack in because I'm super smart. Excellent. So you're in a risky situation because that was our engagement role. You're right in front of the panel. Um, I am going to give you a limited effect because. Uh, you don't have any tools on you. And because you were sort of caught unawares, you were sleepy. So uh, do you want to push yourself, take a devil's bargain, uh, flashback for something? Like you could do a flashback and say, I've been spending the last three days working on a set of tools to rig this door. Um, 
I think I'm just going to try it like this. Okay, but before you roll, I'm going to offer a devil's bargain. Shocking. Okay, so if you want an extra die, then what will happen is that uh, you'll succeed, or, well, you may succeed, but either way, the drones will become more of a problem because they notice someone messing with the system. But you'll get an extra die on this roll. I probably should have went for a drone first. And then with that drone, I could get some things out of it. I could build something, and that could help me with the doors. Is what he's saying at the door. <laughs> Facts. Facts. And like in the background, Naaman rolls by with two people she's fighting. She's got both of them in headlock. <laughs> Slamming them into a wall. Hitting both her heads okay against there? each other. Uh, you doing, okay doing okay there, sweet sugar? I, I think I got it. Uh, I'm just going to press this button and put these two wires together. Okay, so uh, this sounds like a rig roll. Um, how many dice do you have for rig? Are you sure you don't want that devil's bargain with only one die? Yeah, okay. Thanks, though. All right, go ahead and roll your 1d6. Five. All right, you do it, but there is a consequence. So um, I'm not going to do the exact same thing that I did for the Devil's Bargain. We're going to do a different consequence. Ooh, let's have you uh, in a desperate situation. So you clink, 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 press some buttons, connect some wires, and the door immediately uh, flies open. And... There are two guards with stun batons running down the hall directly towards you, right behind. You're suddenly in a desperate situation. Uh, but that is a success which ticks the clock one time. Now, this is really, really cool because it's a multi-sided token. So I just click choose side. And rotate it to fill in one of the segments. Nice. Is that like a Roll20 application for this game? It is. That's super cool. Found that, right? Okay, so who wants to take another crack at this clock? I'll uh, try and cause a distraction. Okay, so... Um... What I'm trying to do is distract the drones. Like, get them focused on a big group of people fighting so they're not focused on a couple stragglers. Okay, and so we'll say that you know the direction that the drones generally come from. And your goal is to have the sort of riot occurring between your exit and the drones. Corey, how the hell did you do that? So on your character sheet, you select the thing that you want to roll, and then on the other page, it'll show up the uh, options, and you just go through them one at a time. That's so, why a thing that said input beautiful. value popped up. 
Yeah, look at that. That's really cool. I had like five of them popped up because I kept clicking. Um, okay, so uh, if you want to do that, you're in a risky situation right now. Um, I would say that it is... I would say it's a normal effect. Normally, I'd say it's a limited effect because uh, it's a large crowd that you're trying to shift. But the fact that most of them are all ready to start rioting is going to make it a normal effect. So that is uh, two. What type of skill am I using? Do I choose? Actually, yeah. What type of skill do you want to use? You should have chosen that first because that might change your position or uh, effect. I'm going to try and sway them. You know? Like, talk to one guy and be like, hey, yeah. that guy fucking punched you. This guy over here, he's been out to get you for, since the start. All right, all right. Um, and so you're, like, going person to person and just, like, saying things to enrage them and sort of work everybody up? Um, yeah, like, like, like big names, you know? Like, guys with followings behind them. You always go for, like, guys who, who have some power, piss them off against other guys who have some power. Because they already probably have a beef. I watch a lot of prison shows. Okay, so I'm going to say that this is a desperate with a limited effect because you're targeting people who are heavily influential and already have people around them. But you could uh, do a flashback to say that you have built some of this already by using a different skill and spending some stress and bring it down do to that. a risky. Okay, so tell me, in the last couple of days, you have been meeting with uh, prison gang bosses. How did you convince them to let you into their inner circle? First of all, they're called shot callers. Uh, I'm sorry, shot callers. It's fine. I understand. Not everyone watches every prison Been in prison like you, Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone has done time like me, John Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> If you count the amount of hours that I've watched prison shows, it's probably been a hefty sentence. Um, what was the difference between consort and sway again? So consort is like streetwise and sway is like persuasion. Okay, so consort is like getting information and, and sway is talking to people? Yes, exactly. So yeah, you could do it that way too. In what way? Uh, finding the choice information and giving it to the bosses. That's how you get their trust. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do then. The flashback will be me consorting and like, you know, finding out. I'm basically doing the one thing you shouldn't do in prison, which is snitching. Uh, but I'm not snitching to the to the guards, you know. Just finding info about one particular gang's uh, dealings and then finding that, feeding that over to the other gang. Okay. So, because you have limited amount of time to do this, I'm going to say that it is a desperate roll with a normal effect. Sick nasty. I'm not going to use roll 20 because I have my cheating d6s. Oh yeah, first. Sure, of course. Does the flashback just automatically cause cause stress? Oh yes. Um. Ow. Ooh. Ow. I hit my elbow. I'm a funny bone. All right. Uh, no. Hey. No. Come here. I fix it for you because that's my. Well, I You're not a real doctor, Corey. 
nor is <laughs> Dr. Quentin Farr. Okay, so um, the flashback. It could be zero, one, or two. Um, I would say that this is a zero. We're going to say that it doesn't cause you any stress right now. Um, it's pretty straightforward to try and be snitching in prison. It's just a desperate because you're trying to snitch to bosses. So no stress cost on your flashback. Can I push myself on that? On a flashback? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Do you want a devil's bargain? I'm already pushing myself. I can't take a devil's bargain. That's true. But I mean, you could do this in ca- instead of getting some stress. All right. Offer me here's, the devil's bargain. Here's, <laughs> here's my offer. Um, you uh, either way, succeed or fail, your name gets around with a couple of the organizations and you generate one heat. Yeah, I'm going to take that. All right, plus one heat. Sorry, I have my character sheet minimalized, so it's half the size. I mean, what are they doing up there, boys? Six. Six. Nice. Okay, so you were in a desperate. So you do it. No additional effects. You actually, when we, um, you've spent the last couple of days snitching back and forth between the shot callers. You've gotten in with them. So when we come back to the main situation, you're in a limited effect, but a risky situation rather than a desperate. They're going to let you through. sweet all right cool so um you're in a risky with a limited you can push yourself to bump that up to standard or you could take another devil's bargain you could take some stress to just push yourself i could spend a gambit couldn't i absolutely the crew has three of those Uh, sorry, was that previous one a desperate? It was, which means you get to mark an XP. And I get a gambit because I took you don't or don't tell me the odds, which or never tell me the odds, which I generate gambits on desperate rolls. Ooh, okay. So uh, the crew has four gambits and you mark an XP uh, on your uh, what was it? It was consort. Done. So I'm going to spend a gambit. Sweet. No, I have three dice. I just generated it, so I'm. Go- I have two that I can use that are just me. I don't know. Are you guys okay with that? I don't. I don't know me. He's outrageous. And that is a four. All right, so a risky with a four, you do it, but there is a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, or you end up in a desperate situation position. Let's do a complication this time. So um, 
you get them uh, fighting and rowdy and they're heading in the right direction and everything is going well, except that um, one gang uh, splits off and heads in the same direction as you. They see the opportunity that you're making and they might be competing with you further on. Okay, and that was a limited effect, so that is uh, one forward. Uh, the clock ticks to two. Who wants to go next? I will I just I just want to go over this really really fast. I want to make sure I understand. Okay, so scramble would be like to move fast, to like scramble to do something fast. Um, sulk would mean to like hide or to move around, to like kind of sneaky. Skull. Um, isn't that what I said? You said sulk. Oh, sorry. Which is um, a different a, thing. A tune is. A tune is magic. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, and sway is to like convince somebody to, um, and then what is study? Like education. It's like going into book stuff or I know this thing about xenobiology. Oh, okay. Okay. Nerd out by the singing children. Um, okay, so then I would like to see if I can use a tune to maybe cause, like, help cause the distraction. Okay, so the distraction has been caused. Um, that is, we could have done that on Patrick's roll with an assist. You'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to um, throw some magic in there and you get one more die and I take one stress. But I'm oh. looking for, yeah, so... The distraction has been caused, and right now the drones are sort of distracted. Uh, the gate has been opened, so our problems are guards and finding the gear and unlocking the gear. So what does your character do? Of course, remembering that you're in a situation right now in fisticuffs with your cellmate. Yeah, okay. So um, I guess my first focus would be to scramble away from my cellmate then to like just I guess run away or just get away from her and get out to where like the I think probably get to where the doctor is and see like eventually see if I can help with the unlocking and that aspect of it so think of things in like a a bigger perspective where you say um I I don't fight my cellmate. I get out of there by moving quickly and I'm going to go and uh, help map out the uh, the hallways. That's your whole action rather than just I'm going to roll scramble to get away. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, then that's, uh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Okay, so um, that... Uh, how? What are you... Are you good? So, are you going to scout forward? That might be an option. Yes. Okay, so we're going to use scramble to scout forward quickly, and so this is going to be a 
desperate situation because you have to get by the guards that haven't been dealt with as well as the uh, person that you're fighting. But it is a standard effect because if you succeed, it's very, very useful to start getting an idea of the hallways. So now... Now you have the option of calling for additional dice. You can get assistance from somebody else. Uh, you can push yourself for an additional die or an additional effect. Or I can offer you a devil's bargain. You can also spend a gambit. So is she like trying to go through the door that I just opened to sneak ahead? Yes, with the two guards with the stun batons running right at you. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Is there anything you can do to assist, Corey? I also have um, this thing. Hurl yourself at the guard. Scramble? Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you could assist by going at the same time so that the guards are a little bit more uh, sort of distracted. Uh, they have two targets to keep their eye on instead of one, and you're both moving quickly. So, Corey, if you want to do that, then you take one stress. Amanda, you get plus one die on your roll. What do you think, Doctor? I had to call me game. Now let's go. Oh, snap! Nice. So I'm rolling two d6s, correct? What is your scramble? One. Then yes, you've got two right now. And you could take two stress to get a third die or make your um, make your effect uh, great instead of standard. You could take a devil's bargain. I mean, maybe you want to hear it before you say no. Okay. Okay. So we could do an additional die, but one of the uh, guards will land a hit on you, which would be uh, they're going to crack your knee with a stun baton, and you'll have uh, uh, like, you know, bruised knee. No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then your last option is to spend one of the ship's gambits. You've got three gambits. No, I'm good. All right, so you're rolling two dice. You're at a desperate because you're running through a whole bunch of people, but you're at a standard effect. I got a six and a four. Nice. So with a six, you do it. There are no additional uh, problems. You and uh, the doctor slip past the guards. They're swinging at you and they turn to like chase after you. But then they see like the amount of carnage going on in the uh, mess hall. And they go, somebody else will get them. And then they run forward like calling for backup. Uh, You run into the hallways and begin to sort of scout forward. Our clock is now at four. So, um... You're getting very close to the gear area. 
So, like, what happens if we fail something? Uh, it depends on the um, um, the controlled risk you're desperate. So if she had failed a desperate, it is the worst outcome. You suffer severe harm, a complication occurs, or you lose the opportunity completely. Does the clock ever move backwards? Okay, okay. The clock there- sure can. And there can be bad clocks. Yes. Are they right. secret? No. For the most part, clocks are um, available for everybody. There are secret ones, and it's usually things like another organization is building up on stuff. But for the most part, you have the ability to take an action to unclick a clock as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you. We'll complicate that more in the next sort of segment of stuff. Oh, I see. You both have ice cream. That's fantastic. Obviously. Mine would kill you. Really? It looked so like cotton candy. It's um, a cookie dough with uh, Reese's Pieces cups and mint. Even your friggin' mint. Are they Reese's Pieces cups or are they Reese's Sorry, Reese's cups. You're correct. Your Reese's cups. Because they both exist. They do. If we're talking about ice cream in our world, Corey, you don't need to be Dr. Quentin Farr. Yeah, it's hard for me to go in. I won't show. I just go in with it. I understand. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> All right. So, uh, who wants to go next? I... All right, Jen, tell me. So, is this separate from my tackling, or is this me now doing my tackling? This is you now fighting off guards, and there are four guards now. But they're not the guards that those two just snuck by. Yes, they're the two guards that you tackled, plus the two guards that are coming out of the hallway. Because, yeah, I wanted to, like, while you guys were getting by them, I wanted to tackle the guards from behind. (laughs) So, right now, you're effectively one on four, uh, so you're a desperate, limited situation. Oh, so I haven't dealt with the other two? No, we haven't done that yet. Let's deal with those. No, the sort of the consequence of Corey's role was that there were more guards added. And so since nobody has dealt with the first two yet, they're just in the scene now. You have four. Can I I deal with I can't deal with two, I can only deal with four or none. Correct. I mean Um you might be able to assist her if you can come up with an interesting way that you assist her before you go scouting, but I will suggest you could maybe flash back. Maybe the two guards that are coming you bribed beforehand so they know not to fight you, and then you only have two yet that you have to fight. Or seduced. I'm a little confused about how this works. Like, If I did a flashback, could I then not also do an action to fight? Yeah, you would do both. You do a flashback to help you on your current action. Got it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, so basically you say like, oh, those two guards coming, they actually see what's going on and move to deal with the others because a couple of days ago... A couple of days ago, they saw me in my tight pants and then I threatened them. It's real one way and then the other there. 
I saw how ripped my calves and my thighs were. Is that what you threatened them with? Okay, just give me one sec. Because mm-hmm. that might be less of a threat. I will pop your head off like a fucking cherry if you try and get between my thighs. That is not how name an apple sounds. No, I think I'll go with more honey, less vinegar. It'll be like, um... Um... Maybe you used... Maybe you used consort to... Uh, get a good deal on some contraband that you slip to the guards. Maybe you... Yeah, go ahead. You got an idea? I have a lot of sway. I don't have concert, so... So you were sweet-talking them uh, when they were on duty in the mess hall, and uh, they're less likely to attack you. Yeah, you just made friends with two of them. Okay, um, so I'm going to say that there was definitely an opportunity for this, uh, so it's going to be a zero-stress flashback. Um, A one-stress one is a complex action, and a two or more is elaborate. So, for example, like, a zero-stress one would be like, I totally remembered to arrive early to the game, and people were impressed. A one-stress one is like, I totally hid guns where I needed them. And a two or more is like, uh, I met the former owner of this property, learned who its architect was, and that architect can be compelled to reveal the location of a hidden vault. That is a hell of a flashback. The, um, the guards, the two guards and I, we can all tell that we're like of farm stock. That we grew up on farms, like working plows and stuff. So we've been chatting in the best room about like life at home and all that jazz and being all like, oh my God. Um, do you remember when, you know, how many cows did you have on your farm? How blue was that milk? Oh, wow. I have five cows that had blue milk. All right. Good, good, good. Um, I would say that this is a controlled um, position because this is a couple days ago when things are safe and you're chatting them up and you have that connection. But I'm going to say that it is a limited effect because... Uh, they are, you know, legion soldiers that are, for the most part, well-trained. Uh, but you go ahead. And no bonus dice, right? You can uh, throw bonus dice in right now. So you could call on somebody else. Uh, does any... Nope, no help from friends. Um, you could push yourself to gain a little bit of stress. You could uh, take a devil's bargain. Jen, you know My, that more dice means you have a higher chance of rolling higher, right? Well, someone can help me. That'd be fine. I just want to say things like my devil's bargain and my punching. Uh, like I think Jet floor. is right nearby. This is a flashback. Yeah, oh, this in the flashback. flashback. I want to save on, my other stuff for attacking. You could be in the flashback. Well, you all also grew up on a farm. I could be in the flashback and like help with that conversation. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so uh, Duo is uh, Duo also grew up on a farm. Good uh, sort of addition there. And so, uh, Amanda, you take one stress. Jen, you get one additional die. And the Devil's Bargain option 
is that uh, you could get an extra die if part of the chatting uh, ended with you giving your family's information to them because, you know, families might get to trade in some uh, livestock and so on and maybe those sort of causal betrothal type things. You know, not for you. You're in jail. But maybe one of your sisters. Nope. My obligation is to my family and I would not give their name to jailer. Okie dokie. So then you've got your sway plus one additional die from Amanda in a controlled, limited situation. Oh. How'd I do? So a five. You hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you suffer lesser harm, you end up in a risky position. So... Um, you can either pick a minor complication or uh, your effect will go down to no effect and they will still attack you in uh, the present. That's a minor complication. Okay, any ideas? You have no legs. Maybe you have to convince them by giving them something. I give them duo. I mean, duo's like 15. Oh, I do not do that. This is space, though. Maybe you make one of them look really good in front of some of the other guards by, like, you know, talking them up or uh, being... Uh, I don't know, like, really yes, sir, to them? One of them's infatuated. That's a good one. Okay, so... There was a bench-pressing contest, and you let one of them win. What? guards really bench-press against prisoners in a contest? You know what? Maybe they did. There's a lot of fights in here. Maybe you threw a fight, and the guard won a whole bunch of money. Why is that a consequence? It's a consequence for your character. Okay. Yeah. You have to not win a fight. Yeah, it was very hard. And morals and values and all that. And it adds yeah. to the narrative. So basically, um, you're fighting these two and two more come in and one of them goes like to help out and the one that you... Uh, uh, through the fight for it, kind of puts his hand over the uh, other guard and goes, no, we need to help out over there. And they run off. And so now we flashed back to the present and you're only fighting two guards, which means you are in a uh, risky situation with a standard effect. Now, I'd like to use my starting ability Unstoppable. You can push yourself to do one of the following. Perform a feat of physical force that verges on superhuman. Okay, how does that... You tear their heads off. Uh, 
Um, I want it to be a punch so good, I knocked them both out in the head by hitting them with one punch. You punch one of them, and his head like slams into her head, and they both go down. Mm. Okay, sounds good. So it's a scrap. You're using your starting ability. Uh, it's a risky situation with a standard effect. Go ahead. I mean, we could start buying dice. But if you're if you're using your starting ability, you're pushing yourself, I believe. Yes. So I don't understand. How does that change my role than just normally pushing You take two head. stress. You take two stress, and it changes your um, uh, sort of effect. So I guess, yeah, we'd change that to a great effect. Like, yeah. What does it mean? I think what it does is it opens up other opportunities. So, like... Like... You could lift a super heavy door. Yeah, a, or... a super heavy door might be zero effect for everybody, but you can push yourself to actually affect the super heavy door. Okay, so sorry, my position. Position is risky, and we're going to, because you're pushing yourself for this, we're going to just actually make it great effect. Awesome. And then bonus die. Yeah, so um, let's see. Most. Most everybody has moved out of this area. Well, no, Andre, uh, where's your character? Still just trying to scrabble to pick up just chips. Just waiting to pounce. All right, so do you want to pounce and help right here, assist with this roll? Yeah, I, I totally could do that. Give a little boot to the... You punch from one side, I'll boot the other side. You trip them into my fist. You're going for... Two heads, one punch, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. So uh, Jet Tan takes uh, one stress to add one additional die. Got it. And then my starting ability doesn't add any die. It just changes that other thing. Yeah, it makes it possible for you to knock out two with one hit sort of thing. So could I stress myself again to get another bonus dice? You can only push yourself once. So at this point, you um, can take a gambit. Devil's Bargain? Uh, Devil's Bargain I have on the same... Uh, Devil's Bargain is on the same sort of line as push yourself or uh, effect. Um, so you can't push yourself and take a Devil's Bargain. It's just a way to do it without taking stress. Okay, and then the gambit would... Uh, the crew has three gambits right now, and uh, that just gets you an additional die if you spend it. Can I please use a gambit, you guys, to do a really cool fight? Yeah. Sure, you may. So you're rolling four dice now? Sure. Look at that. So you got the four five on the risky action. You do it, but there's a consequence. You suffer harm, a complication occurs, you have reduced effect, or you end up in a desperate position. So I'm going to... Um, I'm just going to reduce the effect, uh, which brings it down to a two, and it finishes the clock anyways. Frederick, how did you do that? What are you talking about? You seem to be saying something about how strong and southern you are in the chat. 
for some reason, <laughs> it lets me speak as everyone. Yeah, it's because everybody has control of all tokens. Well, that's funny. <laughs> um, okay, so... Actually, you know what? That's not that fun. Um, we're going to have you suffer harm. Okay. So, in the fight, you're just going to, like, take uh, very low harm and say you've got bruised ribs as one of the guards. Uh, she got in some, like, really good punches. So that's harm one? Yeah. So yeah, you can see where harm says um, one less effect. So you've got your bruised ribs under there. And you are going to fill this clock. So tell me, how does this get you your gear? My thought is you knock these two guards out and grab the security codes. Need a key card. Sorry, sugar, this is nothing personal. You're just not as tough as the rancor on my planet. Zilla punch! And then I'll say, um, And I was like, Smoke, grab the key. Let's get our stuff. Alright, so Smoke, Shadow, and Karma uh, have the key code run down the hallways, meet up with uh, Deanna and Dr. Quentin Farr, and you find the locked gate where uh, your gear is behind it. You got the key card. You're in. Yay! Sweet, Jesus. That's fucking right. That was a sick game, everybody. Uh, now you I'm need to get out of the prison. I'm not sick at all. I'm a doctor. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, okay, so now this is basically where you're going to pick your gear. So I set this, you know, halfway through the game once we get all rolls and stuff. Now we introduce more rules. So you're going to start, like, pulling out um, lockers and looking in safes and pulling stuff out. And you get to choose whether your load is light, normal, or heavy on your character sheet. So that's up at the top. Uh, a light load is only three boxes worth of stuff. A normal load is five boxes and a heavy load is six. So Jen, for example, Vera takes up two of your boxes. And so the difference between loads, a light load is something like, okay, you know, you could probably sneak around in it. A normal load, you're, you're dangerous looking. Like if you walk into a fancy party in a normal load, people are going to shy away from you because you're scary. Um, if you walk into anywhere with a heavy load, people go for their guns because you are decked out in armor and weapons and stuff. So, like, things that have two boxes, you have to take both boxes? That is correct, which basically, yeah, it means I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, could you fill us in on the difference between armor and spacesuit? Um, so armor is going to give you um, an additional box uh, to sort of soak a hit. I forgot to mention that. Um, everybody's got regular armor, 
And then you can also uh, get armor, equipment armor, to get a heavy armor. And then sometimes a special ability will give you special armor. So when you take harm, you can say, I'm going to use my armor, and then that'll just ignore the harm. But that's like a one and done? Yeah. It comes back when you uh, have your chill period. So, Jen, I'm looking at your character sheet right now, and you don't need to fill in armor yet because you do have the bruised ribs. You could fill it in and not take the bruised ribs. Well, then I probably didn't have armor when I was in my jumpsuit. Everybody has just one basic armor, which is just like, oh, I took it, but I'm not affected by it. Uh, getting your armor, which is your two boxes, that gives you access to the heavy armor tick. And then once you use it, it's gone. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, if I decide I have armor, which means I have heavy armor, would that mean if I don't take the bruised ribs, then I would not click the heavy box? So, um, you took bruised ribs. You had the option to click the armor box, because that's just generic for everybody. And then you could pick your heavy armor out of the locker, and then you have access to that tick for when you take harm later. Oh, I was ticking down, not ticking up. I get it. Corey, question, go. It says italics don't count for load, so can I add anything that's in italics? Uh, yes. That's Wait, disgustingly what? cool. Thank you. So we just get everything in italics? <laughs> yep. And does bold mean anything? I think bold... Mm, it's just cool stuff? I think it's nicer. Yeah, I don't know. Because my fine items are bold. Yes, my fine oh, items. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's quality. Do you think it was unique to us? Yes, all items are unique per playbook. I'm going to have to go ahead and hit yeah, we all have add things in here to add in my sweet bomber jacket. How many boxes? Yeah, you pull it out. Take? Six. Is it in uh, italics? One box. It's, it is in italics. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you pull it out and you go, hello, old friend. Oh, baby. I'll put on my tighter pants. <laughs> so you have to peel yourself out of your jumpsuit and then, like, spray paint on your new pants? I had to, like, I had to, like sew and tie my jumpsuit so they were tight enough. Wow, that's... Incredible. It's dedication. Committed to this look. So, I just... <laughs> italics don't count for load. One of my italics is illicit drugs. Oh, I picked up my drugs. Oh, yeah. I picked up my drugs. I also have drugs. Okay, we all have drugs. Okay. Alright, you guys have drugs, but yeah. do you have victory cigars? Because we're lighting them up when we get out of here. No. Don't worry, I have enough for the whole crew. Yeah, I was like, you said plural, nice. so you got a box. Plural, we're going to share. Yeah. Oh, yeah. While we do a ton of drugs. <laughs> you got your victory dance on you? And then we're going to play with uh, my dice and cards that are not uh, rigged in any sort of way. I also have something I called Mystic Ammunition. 
We can shoot ghosts. Like, with, I like, with five points, I can't get armor and my fine blaster pistol and my flame, my fine flamethrower. So that's just not. Well, to be fair, we're not like entering a social situation. If you want to go a heavy load. Yeah, I mean, you're escaping from a prison. This feels like a good situation to go heavy load. Heavy it is. So then do I take the flamethrower or the detonator launcher? Uh, I'll be honest, I've played characters where that is a difficult decision. Alright, so mystic ammunition gives you potency against mystic targets. You can't shoot ghosts unless you have your mystic ammunition. Cool. What is a detonator launcher? Is that I was picturing like a like a, it's a grenade launcher. Yeah, now I'm gonna take boond- a flamethrower. Boondar it up. I love it because like picture this. The five of you are in this like uh locker where everything's been confiscated, there's a whole bunch of contraband, and you're like popping open things and being like, Oh man, do I take my I can't flamethrower and the grenade hand launcher. I don't have enough hands. I like to imagine it as what we brought on first. Like, we didn't bring the rest of our stuff and we're leaving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, your flamethrower is there, but then there's also just, like, a blaster pistol. You know, maybe I could grab that. I deck myself out in a fine blaster pistol, a flamethrower, and my vibroblade. And my list of drugs and armor and tech pants. Alright, cool. So, you've geared up. You need to get to the ship. You're not certain what is between you and there. It is a... Let's see how big this clock is. One sec. Let me ask, uh, did you like the Starburst clock, or should we go with a circle clock? I love the Starburst clock. I like Starburst. They're delicious. Very, very delicious. Some might say too delicious. How big is this clock? Dear God. It is, is a 12-part clock. 12? Oh my goodness. Why are some already purple? Uh, because I'm copying it over from a token page. Okay, so we're not in trouble already. We've already failed four times, it's fine. I love it. The name of the clock is Get Out of Dodge. And it has been ticked once... Because of the great effect and uh, that Jen had knocking out the guards and getting the um, uh, the key card, because you actually got to the place and used the key card instead of like hacking your way through the door or anything. My issue with that clock is that it's a little difficult to tell the difference between clicked and not clicked. 
I could see about making it bigger. But that might be just my shitty... Well, it's just the color is, like, very faint. It is pretty faint. Wow, okay. Okay, let's try that size. Looks good to me. Thanks, boss. Yeah, seems good. Now I'm gonna rotate this token that you didn't know was a token. And let's go to maybe this one? Nah, that's a shop. We're gonna keep rotating. Look at this junk. That's what I always say. Cheers, everybody. That's gonna be after all of this. Hang on. Spoilers. You'll note how only one of the people in that picture is a human, so I think only Jet gets away from this one. <laughs> I also don't see any illicit drugs in this painting, so it can't be us. They're they're all holding glasses. Glasses and drugs. It also doesn't look like he's wearing his bomber jacket. No. What that could be a bomber looks jacket? Like a bash. Yeah, it looks like a back to the future. Yeah. Life Merrick, I need you to check your messages also, just real quick. Alright, going Ooh, to check my messages. Good. Discord messages? Yeah, just a Discord message. Oh, um, am I supposed to use that? I see. I feel like it's appropriate. Alright, give me one sec. Geared up. You come out of the uh, locker area. Start walking down the hall. In motion, of course. Absolutely. Checking clips. Flicking the pilot light on your flamethrower. Zipping up zippers. Doing the coat flip. I'm bumbling, man. One of those super gratuitous shots of um, Karma in her tight pants. Like a real close butt shot. <laughs> Stitch is totally bumbling with his blaster pistol. I can see Duo like putting on like some fingerless gloves. Oh yeah. I'm of course and wearing like a very. I'm of course wearing a, like a long uh, trench coat and a dual blaster, so I do a quick spin with both and holster them. I I just like we just chose these characters randomly. It's really interesting that the muscle and the mystic turned out to be the females. I like it. It's saying there were only two female characters to choose. We didn't know. And we took. Actually, the original Mystic was a, uh, a Xeno. We changed that token. Ah, I just choose in the picture. Yeah, no, I like scrolled through the like 200 tokens. All right. So tell me, how do you get out of here? Um, so do we know the direction that the ship's in, guys? 
I was just about to say, uh, I I want to do a flashback here to when Det first came to prison, and one of the guards was like a real fanboy of Smoke, the legendary racer, and kind of you know wanted to be buddy buddy. Gave him a tour of the whole prison and was like trying to like, oh, can you sign this for me? Nah, nah, nah. So Jet has a pretty good, pretty good knowledge of the layout of this place. Fuck if, you. If it's nice to hear fans. I love that. All right. Awesome. Um, so let me take a look at that. So you're definitely going to kill him on the way out, right? Yeah, I'll sign my name into his chest. <laughs> With a blaster? Uh, just jokes, guys. Just jokes. All right. This is what you get for being a fan. <laughs> I'm going to say that it is unlikely. Possible, but unlikely. So we're going to make it a one-stress flashback. Okay. And uh, we're going to say that... Okay, so first, tell me... Uh, we need to see the skills. You're going to want to tell everybody sort of the way out of here, which is probably going to be a study. Oof. It okay. could be a command if you're more leading, like from the front. I'm equally bad at both of those things. Okay, so... If this is the case where you have zero dice, you roll two dice and take the lower. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But you can always push yourself and use gambits and assistance to get additional dice so that you're not rolling zero. It does sound like gambits, I would want to yeah. So before we do the flashback, tell me how you're going to uh, figure out the way out. Uh... Which skill you want to use? That's already done. Flashback is done. No, I want to see what skill you're using to get out so that I understand how to set up the flashback. I mean, it'd be great if I could do some sort of piloting. Like, plotting a course from point A to point B, much like a pilot. Super great pilot. Yeah, exactly. You should be able to remember the path and the route that he took you through and have a good layout in your mind. What if, because this is a very large prison complex, what if to make this a possible thing? So we're going to say that right now you're set at a. um, You're set at a risky. With zero effect. Why if? To use... to Hang on, hang on, sorry. So, risky at zero effect because you're trying to pilot. But you say, I'm going to flashback to the fact that this fan drove me around. And by driving around in their, like, prison go-kart sort of thing, mm-hmm. you were able to plot a course, like you were saying. And that will increase your um, no effect to limited effect. That sounds reasonable. That all kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Corey, what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say, what if I use my hacking tools to pull up a map on the computer in the room we're in, and then he would be able to view things from, this is where we are, and this is where the room we need to go in, and this is the path we need to take. Yeah, and so we can do that as assistance when we get back to the present. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so now we're going to go into the flashback. You've got a fan. Your mm-hmm. fan took you on a driving tour of this prison in yep. exchange for some signed merchandise. So this is a one-stress flashback. And tell me how you convinced the uh, um, the fan to hit the places that you know you need to go to. Uh I mean, the obvious place I would need to go to is the the hangar with the ship that we're going to steal. That's a pretty easy one. It's like, you know, I'm a pilot. You know, you got to show me what you're working with around here. Like, where's your ride? Come on, let's go. Let's go have a little joyride. You know, I want to see what you're yeah. capable of in the in the pilot seat. Yeah, that Maybe makes even perfect let you wear sense. The bomber jacket. Then he's like squealing. Oh. I love it. Okay, um, so I'm going to say that this isn't a controlled because, like, it it totally makes sense. You're also being escorted. You're not armed, and you're getting what you want. So you're in a controlled situation, and you are doing a normal effect for this. So, uh, so uh, what am I? Am I, skill? am I swaying him to take? Yeah, it sounds places? like a sway. Okay. Okay, and maybe I'll. And so now sh- you can. Oh, I'm j- I'm gonna let you say you're gonna offer me a devil's bargain. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, devil's bargain. You're hanging out with this guard, and what it's going to be is that. Uh, you were taken through a number of uh, secure zones where they had to check you through. And so they have a lot of records of you here. And so when you pass through them again, you'll be double flagged and there will be more heat on you and the crew. Like as we're escaping? Yeah, exactly. Hmm going to be a no from me dog all right no additional die but there was no additional security when uh you were taken on your tour Mm -hmm. uh this guard what kind of being are they are they a male fan a female fan a xeno fan do you guys understand now what i mean about american is devil's bargains though Mm mm-hmm He's always got something up his sleeve. He's always got something. Uh, so this guard, her name is Kara Duffy. And she's like, she's an up and coming, pretty slick pilot. You get the sense that she wants to fly. Uh, she's really, really like friendly, super excited about stuff. And uh, she has very uh, sort of beautiful dragon tattoos up both arms that she shows off to you. Okay, so not a Zeno. Not a Zeno. She is human. I, just, I have a special thing 
interacting with Xenos. Anyway, I'm going to push myself on this. So I take two stress and I get one more die. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, I'm going to go for this then. So I am swaying in a controlled... How do I add an extra die? Do I just... Um, there should be, I don't know, a push Effect option? should be next. Oh, okay. Effect. This is a limited effect, you said? Uh, this one's going to be normal, and okay. uh, the pilot before the flashback is a zero effect, and we're pushing it to a limited. So this one's a normal. I got a five. Okay, a five on a controlled. You hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. A minor complication occurs, you have reduced effect, you suffer lesser harm, or you end up in a risky position. So... I'm feeling minor complication or reduced effect. We had said it was a normal effect, so we might put it to a limited effect for this. And she's just kind of like, after spending a couple of hours with you, never meet your heroes. Yeah, I mean, like, the bomber jacket and lockup, maybe she was more into the jacket than the guy. Yeah, so when she kind of drops you off, she was like, you know, it was really great to meet you. Um, handshake, goodbye. Have a good one. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Not even a handshake, because now she's back into, like, real Legion uh, official security guard. Like, her excitement to hang out with you has just been killed. Oof. That hurts. Good <laughs> luck in there, scum. Yowza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just means that she's not an opening for anything later. She walks away with the signed thing and just drops it in the trash. And she's like, whoops, I don't, didn't need that ever. <laughs> I don't think it goes that far. Wait, randomly, <laughs> randomly, that just... Has everybody seen that college humor thing where, like, uh, it's the millennial zen? It was super, super old, but it was just like... Um, like a, a really stereotypical Buddhist teacher teaching a millennial that we're fucked. That's it. That's the answer. We're all just fucked. He says, now you get it. Go out and enjoy life. And as he's walking away, uh, the teacher runs down and says, wait, wait, wait. If you ever need a graphic designer, I do it on the side and hands him a card. <laughs> and he's like, thanks. And he walks and just throws the card away. Uh, no, she keeps it because there is some monetary value. She's just not going to keep it for herself. She's going to auction that like right away. Thanks for listening to this episode of Massive Damage Adventures. We do a different one shot every month, and I hope you check out our next one. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. I'm really tired, and someone was bobbing their head in rhythm to me, and I was really impressed. And then I realized it was my camera. I was <laughs> Oh, this is giving me a good game. You're right, I should drink alcohol. <laughs> I am. 
Oh, Junior High Jam is just like feeling this. Yeah, real nostalgia trip. <laughs> uh, the specific um, theme song for Scum and Villainy is Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by Cage the Elephant. So I went onto YouTube and I found a playlist that had Ain't No Rest for the Wicked on it. And this happens to be the rest of the stuff on it. What the hell? We're not even playing tonight. Let's just oh, listen to music and chill. Violet said to us yesterday on her birthday, well, I guess I shouldn't get my hopes up for what I really wanted for my birthday. I was like, oh yeah, what's that? A puppy. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not getting that. We can barely take care of that fish. So oh. then when anyone else asked her, she said, well, I'm not responsible enough for what I want. <laughs> Wow. Or take a devil's bargain. So that is, yes, Patrick, absolutely. Every time, take the devil's bargain. It's so damn tempting. (laughs) That is. So, for example, um, I say there's a whole bunch of goons and they open fire. Um, Andre's character gets shot in the chest three times and goes down. Level three harm. Okay. Really See you next time, <laughs> Andre goes, well, like, hang on. I want to resist that. And I go, okay, how do you resist it? And is everybody at their character sheet? Uh, I already was. <laughs> uh, excuse me, no points for being the teacher's pet. It's a lie. Extra points, Patrick. Yeah. Give me the points. Based on the scenario we're in, we're escaping prison. We need to get our ship and then leave. We're probably not going to be doing much ship stuff in this scenario. Is that fair to assume? Okay. That is fair. a lot of my abilities as the pilot are like, do cool stuff in a ship. Don't pick those ones. Yeah, don't pick those ones. (laughs) What's stupor? How does that work here? Like drinking yourself a lot. Or drugs. Yeah, or drugs. Or, hitting or your maybe, it's, maybe it's video What's games. Spice in this universe. I mean, we'll just call it spice. Yeah. It, oh, no, it, it's perfect. It's it's called dust. It's spice. Just take the S off. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some death sticks. Gotta get some dust sticks. <laughs> That is a real and, amp up from just cigarettes. Uh, did I miss items? Do we have items? No, we're in prison. We're, we don't have. We're in anything. prison. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, so we're in prison. But for my look, I picked bomber jacket. I still have my bomber jacket on, right? Nope, you're like in a jumpsuit. jumpsuit with a bomber jacket. I'm wearing I mean, a fine if you long could, coat. If you can do a flashback to show me how you convinced a guard to let you wear your bomber jacket. <laughs> the first hmm. immediate five minutes is us flashing back so that we can have our cool looks. <laughs> yeah. You're not talking, sweetie. I hear you. Can you mute it? Sorry, sugar. This is nothing personal. You're just not as tough as the Ranko on my planet. Double punch. And then I'll say, um, 
Is that the okay. second time you had to say that zinger? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't questioning it because I was looking down and I'm just hearing her talk. <laughs> <laughs>